0: You are here for a reason. This this news just in ready. Go go, go. We are your news now. Right on radio. coverage the latest information separate fact from opinion get the truth get the news you're listening to right on radio you are here for a reason
1: sunday 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 it's the first day of your week and welcome to it today we're going to be talking about false prophets false teachers There's an abundance of it, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not noticed. And I come back and pray. And I have a couple things to say before we get into the study, if you'll bear with me. But um, this morning I was introduced to a new song uh, by Angie. I've never heard of this artist or this song before, but man, it really blessed me. And I trust it's going to bless you. The lyrics are deep, true, and worshipful. Please enjoy this song. It's called Be With You by Natasha Midori.
0: Saviour of my soul, I confide in you through all my darkest moments. In you I find my peace, my comfort when I'm weak. I trust in you through storm and raging sea. Faithful, you're my God, you're the glory and the lifter of my head, your light, it fills my days, it leads me in your way, forever I surrender, I'll tell you, and I live My Jesus, you're the only one for me, nothing will ever take your place. My precious Savior, who can stand between my Lord and me? Lord, I live to honor you, and I long to bring my life and offer it. Take me higher, draw me deeper, I give all to be blessing. Savior of my soul, I confide in you through all my darkest moments. In you I find my peace, my comfort when I'm weak. I trust in you to storm and raging sea. Faithful, you're my God You're the glory and the lifter of my head Your light, it fills my days It leads me in your way Forever I surrender all to you And I leave to worship You, my Jesus, you the only one for me. Nothing will ever take Your place, my precious Savior. Who can stand between my Lord and me? Lord, I lift I long to bring my life no offering, take me higher, draw me deeper, I gave all to be with you. your Savior, who can stand between my Lord and me, Lord, I'll leave. I gave all to be with you. Take me higher, draw me deeper. I gave all to be with you.
1: a song uh didn't expect to get emotional during that but you know what it's amazing how the spirit moves and when i was listening to that i thought what a perfect song to play for my daughter erin today um i probably shouldn't have said her name anyways um today i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna make a, a deal with you i'm gonna ask you for prayers and in exchange i'm gonna pray for all of you and uh today uh many of you know i mentioned it before that uh lost a a good friend and a, and a member of the family a couple weeks ago and uh actually, with permission, I am able to show a picture. And yes, in this picture, you're going to see my daughter as well. So this is my daughter and... Uh, and Gary, Gary was, um, the stepfather to my daughter's mother. And I hit it off with him right from the very beginning, but Mo and, and I got along with him all these years. He just was a tremendous guy with a heart of gold. Never did anyone wrong, but most importantly, he, uh, he was a rock to my daughter. And today, I have the privilege. The uh, family has asked me to be the master of ceremonies for, uh, for his celebration of life. So, just going to ask you to pray for my daughter and uh, for all those who remain and that the event will go smoothly. And yes, my daughter is that beautiful. Thank you, Lord. Um just just give me a minute. I'll I'll be right back. I'm not gonna play any well actually <laughs> I'm just gonna play the right on radio song just to give me a moment. Bear with me. All right. Thank you for your tolerance. Welcome back to Sunday. Um, I don't normally do anything like this on a a Sunday, and I promise we'll get to the scriptures in just a moment. But, you know, often I'm always hearing of people with medical challenges and, and of all different sorts, and yes god is the source of life god can do anything god can cure anyone but he doesn't cure everyone and not any other solution will cure everyone and with uh with gary he had uh it was just a couple weeks folks and he had cancer all through his body and the lungs and everywhere and he had been on oxygen for a while. But uh I had bought a bunch of the mushrooms and I was planning to give them to him with obvious hopes of uh of turning them around. But you know, when I ordered, um by the time they came in, he was in the hospital and on his last legs. And I couldn't have got him to them to him in the hospital. And uh unfortunately he passed. But I learned a lesson from that. And i I, i'm gonna be honest with you right now um obviously i ordered a lot of extra mushrooms so i could give it to him but i've got about 15 bottles of these in stock right now and i'm going to stock them in my house from now on because when i find out someone has an ailment whether it's uh it's in their mind it could be depression there's liver issues there's all kinds of things and you know, I put my trust in God first, but, you know, this is one of God's creations. There's no chemicals. There's nothing in it. God gave us this, and, and I'm getting so many testimonies and just what I've seen with my own eyes. And, you know, I get it. It's about, you know, 45 bucks a bottle or, or whatever the cost is, but if you, your loved ones, your pets... Uh, don't have your health. You don't have anything. Surely it cannot be a financial burden. And and, and look, I'm I'm not promising you any results. It it helps your immune system. That's proven. But what do you got to lose? You know, if you're going to love your neighbor, um, sometimes you might want to step up and you know, it might hurt some of you to give away a $50 bottle or $100 bottles or $300 worth of bottles. But you know what, if that person recovers, you're, well, first of all, God's your supplier. God will, um, God pays for what he orders, folks. Not always in advance. Sometimes you have to go out on faith. And I hate to do that as a sales pitch, but um, it is what it is, and I really believe in it. So, ROR.PetClub247.com. Uh, last thing before we get into the scriptures uh, as you know, Tuesday is the 31st of October, and I'm going to be doing a show that day. Um, we had a meeting with the prayer team, and I was given a, a really great idea on Tuesday. But during the prayer last night, I really felt inspired to do a particular show. Now, things could change between now and Tuesday, but uh, I'm believing that it will be inspired. And I want to tell you categorically up front uh, that I'm going to be a bit shrewd. The artwork will draw in people that normally would not come to something if I just put a scripture on. So it's going to be on sacrifice. And I'm going to use a thumbnail to draw some people in. Don't be fooled by it. Um, I would ask you, if you're able to join live, especially on, on Tuesday, to start thinking about sacrifice and i'm not talking about the what the evil ones do but more your sacrifice and perhaps we'll do an offering of sacrifice to god on tuesday could be really interesting uh might be different than you expect but it will be in honor of the lord i can promise you that um thank you for bearing with me for this amount of time we're picking up in second peter chapter two and you know in the new testament i've said this many times before uh but every book Every book in the New Testament warns about false prophets, except for the book of Philemon, which is a very short book. So this is something you need to pay attention to. And I'm going to suggest to you that there are way more false prophets than there are true prophets of God. And false teachers. There's a lot of them too. Part of the reason I keep these studies to a single chapter, and I don't do um, on the on the Sunday shows. I don't do scriptural gymnastics, jumping through the Bible. It's because it's very easy for someone who's a teacher, and and I'm not a teacher. I just volunteered to do this, and I pray the Lord uh, will lift me up and bless. Uh, you and myself in it but you know when you put together a bunch of scriptures uh, it can be good but it can also be bad because you could put in an editorial essentially and and I do that in some other shows I I put in scriptures to prove a point that I want to prove Um, it doesn't mean it's always right and it doesn't mean it's the right combination of scriptures and I'm always personally fearful of that. And so when I do the dedicated Bible studies, I really just stick to the chapters and please understand that. And the second thing about the Bible studies is that the word of God is so deep, none of us can comprehend the depths of God's word, not while we're still wearing these flesh suits but god is not the author of confusion in fact he's the opposite and so i take the stance of not having memorized a ton of scripture of course i'm getting better at it but i want to know the heart of god if you know his character you know what his word means to know him is to know his word, essentially. And so I always like to, to portray his scriptures with the character of who he is. And God, if there isn't a word in our dictionary that can properly describe God, but probably the closest one is Love. And father, a father and a mother, of course. He's the God of all creation. I'm not giving a feminine characteristic to him, but just as a a parent loves a child. That's a love that if you're a parent, you know there is no other love like it. Um, There is no other love like you have for your spouse. Those are different loves, obviously. But the love you have for your spouse was somewhat conditional because you chose your spouse and your spouse chose you. And there's actually a way out of it. Um, It's not good, but with a child and the way God loves his children, there is no way out of it for God. God allows you to choose to get out of that relationship by not choosing him. And I bring that up to make the point that the only objective of the devil, devil, or the main objective of the enemy, the king of this world, is to defeat, put doubt, to twist and just the, a subtle way what the salvation message is because that is all that matters is salvation. In the end, nothing else comes close. Nothing else comes close. And the evil one knows that and he wants to prevent as many salvations as possible And if you are saved, he wants you to put doubt in your salvation so you will not be effective for the kingdom of God because that harms him. So with that as a foreshadowing of this chapter, this chapter is fairly simple because it is really one common message. And chapter 2, verse 1 starts with, I'm reading the uh, new American standard Bible. Uh, yes, I read the King James as well, but for purpose of this, I find it's more simplistic English, and I do think it's a very good translation. Uh, but it's always good to compare with the King James. I want to say that. So the very first word in chapter one is but, and but is a conjunctive. It it joins in sentences. It means everything I just said but this. And really we need to go back to verse 21, the verse before it, and it says... For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. and And I say that God says that, not Jeff. <laughs> Because that means, and and again, just knowing the nature of God, that means um, if you're a traveling itinerant pastor or prophet in this world, how come they always have a new uh, prophecy for every church, for every person? Every time they have a show, they have a new prophetic word. I think that's made of an act of human will (laughs) because they're willfully making money from it. But it only comes from men moved by the Holy spirit who spoke from God for God. And, uh, that's far and few between now. I'm, I'm saying this, uh, referring to pastors at large or prophets at large. It does not mean if you're you're with someone in relationship and someone says to you, I'm dealing with this, and then all of a sudden the scripture comes to your mind, um, that probably is a move of the Holy Spirit. It's God's word, you know. Um, And it it needs to be edifying because if someone said to you, man, I'm suffering with depression, um, like if you said, I don't have a scripture to quote, but if you said, well, you'll go to hell unless you trust God and get through that. Okay. Uh, that would not be a word from God. I'm <laughs> just saying. So uh, remember, God is love. God is a parent. And he is also our bridegroom. Chapter two, I'm going to read the entire one and uh and then we'll study it heavenly father thank you for the privilege of doing this podcast thank you for your word set before us and i thank you that you've sent us to peter for this time lord you don't make mistakes in your timing and this is your timing for us as a corporate community who worships you the god most high lord i pray a blessing over your reading of your word today I pray that the Holy Spirit will translate it to each one individually. Lord, I give you permission to speak through me. And Lord, if I say anything incorrect, Lord, I pray that uh, you bring it to my immediate knowledge, that I may correct it. Or Father, it falls off the ears of anyone who hears. This word, although somewhat harsh, is meant to edify the body and to glorify God. And that is the intent of this broadcast. In Jesus' name, amen. Verse 1. But false prophets also appeared among the people, just as there will also be false teachers among you who will secretly introduce destructive heresies even denying the master who brought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. Many will follow their indecent behavior, and because of them, the way of the truth will be maligned. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their judgment from long ago is not idle and their destruction is not asleep. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to pits of darkness held for judgment, and did not spare the ancient world, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, with seven others, when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly. And if he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by destruction, by reducing them to ashes, having made them an example of what is coming for the ungodly. And if he rescued righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the perverted conduct of unscrupulous people for by what he saw and heard that a righteous man while living among them felt his righteous soul tormented day after day by their lawless deeds then the lord knows how to rescue the godly from a trial and keep the unrighteousness unrighteous under punishment For the day of judgment, and especially those who indulge in the flesh in its corrupt passion and despise authority. Reckless, self centered, they speak abusively of angelic majesties without trembling, whereas angels who are greater in might and power. Do not bring a demeaning judgment against them before the Lord. But these, like unreasoning animals, born as creatures of instinct, (coughs) excuse me, to be captured and killed using abusive speech where they have no knowledge, will in the destruction of those creatures also be destroyed. Suffering wrong as the wages of doing wrong, they count it as pleasure to revel in the daytime. They are stains and blemishes reveling in their deceptions as they feast with you. Having eyes full of adultery that never cease from sin, Enticing unstable souls, having hearts trained in greed, accursed children, abandoning the right way they have gone astray, having followed the way of Balaam, the son of Beor, who loved the reward of the unrighteous. But he received a rebuke for his own offense, for a mute donkey speaking with a human voice restrained the insanity of the prophet. These are springs without water and mists driven by a storm, for whom the black darkness has been reserved, for while speaking out of arrogant words or no value they entice by fleshly desires. By indecent behavior, those who barely escape from the ones who live in error. Promising them freedom, while they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by what anyone is overcome, by this he is enslaved. For it is after they have escaped the defilements of the world by the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and are overcome. The last state has become worse for them than the first. For it would be better for them to not have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn away from the holy commandment handed to them. It has happened to them according to the true proverb. A dog returns to its own vomit. And a sow, after washing, returns to wallowing in the mire. Uh, Peter got pretty tough here, folks. (laughs) He's not mincing words. And he's telling you just how unscrupulous these people are. So this is obviously written in the first century. Um, there's a lot more people now, and the deception is much greater now. So you can assume that there are much, many, many more false prophets, and teachers. Jesus says, narrow is the path, wide is the gate. Do you think that does not apply to people who claim to be, for lack of a better term, of the cloth? So there will be false prophets and false teachers among you. But listen to this, still in verse 1. Who will secretly introduce destructive heresies. What's a heresy? That's that's someone choosing to believe something that is not true. And they're pushing it on you. But they secretly introduce it. So they just slip it in. Did you learn anything from that Mass Deception series? How it's just like a magic trick? Just like in the Garden of Eden? But surely God did not say that. For you will be like God. And many people think, oh, I can be God too? But no, you're only like God knowing both good and evil. You're not going to become God. But he's tricked a whole bunch of people into believing that. But you see, right back to the Garden of Eden, how slight. And it was, he secretly introduced this heresy. Because he didn't say, hey, listen, I'm about to tell you a big lie. Choose for whom you'll serve this day. Satan didn't say that. He slipped it in. He slithered it in. And many will follow their indecent behavior. But what's indecent behavior? This person could be the most upright person you've ever seen. But if they talk about salvation and just twist it a little bit, or who the person of Jesus is, it's about as indecent as you can get, because nothing compares to the importance of salvation. And because of them, the way of truth will be maligned. It'll be taken off the rails, off that narrow path to the wide gate of destruction, folks. But we get a big clue to their motive here in verse 3. And in their greed, the spirit of mammon, you cannot serve both God and mammon. And in their greed, they will exploit you. To exploit you is to put you out there, to really take advantage of you without your permission. They'll exploit you with false words. Their judgment from long ago is not idle and their destruction is not asleep. God might permit them to do this for this time and for times before, because it's been throughout history. There's never been a time without false preachers. The devil's been, the devil was here right from the beginning, folks. But God has not fallen asleep, and he has not turned his eyes away from it. And This is quite interesting how the conversation changes to the angels here in verse 4. For if God did not spare the angels when they sinned, obviously he cast a third out of heaven when they sinned. But cast them into hell and committed them to pits of darkness held for judgment. So judgment's still coming. They're already judged, but judgment is still coming. And did not spare the ancient world. He didn't. He flooded it. But he protected Noah. Noah a preacher of righteousness with seven others when he brought the flood upon the world of the ungodly. Why would God the father be saying this to you? Because as hard as it is, and it's hard folks, it's hard to stay on the narrow path. You know, yet God did all the work. You cannot work your way into heaven but it takes a lot of work to follow God It takes a lot of work to follow Jesus. And you will be a, a maligned. You will be made fun of. You'll be criticized by the world. You'll be called weak. You'll be called everything, but God protects those who are righteous. And I'm not saying you have to be righteous to be protected. God can do what he wants. But it's always a heart issue, isn't it? Where's your heart at? You know, every one of us has things we know we have to work out. Don't think you have to be perfect. God lets you go through your own walk. But where's your heart at? You know, what's your intent? What's your will? Very important. And he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to destruction by reducing them to ashes. You think God means business about this? But he protected Lot. So again, there's a confirmation. He's he's repeating the same idea to you so you can be comforted in this time. You can fall for a false teacher. The the Lord will let you fall into deception. He certainly let me fall into deception before. But we learn through these experiences and we come out. If your heart is right, you will come out of it. The Lord will rescue you from it. That's what I'm getting from God's word right here. But it's amazing because it says here in verse 7, he rescued Lot, and Lot was a righteous man, but he was surrounded by the most ungodly things, Sodom and Gomorrah. And it says the righteous man, Lot, was oppressed by the perverted conduct of unscrupulous people for what he saw and heard that the righteous man while living among them felt his righteous soul tormented day after day by their lawless deeds. You know, if you're surrounded by unrighteous people, it will torment you. You Recently I was out with a, a bunch of old friends and these are good friends. They're good people. Um, Really good people, all with good intent, good things going on in their lives. But you know, when something goes wrong, or if they say something negative, how often is the Lord's name used in vain? And that torments me. I, and I always say something, you know, I do. <laughs> I always say something. And after a little while, uh, they don't do that anymore. Thank you, Lord. But it is tormenting, even with ones that you think are good. not but in Lot's case, he was surrounded by it was very, very pagan. And it goes on to say in verse 10, especially those who indulge in the flesh in its corrupt passion, And despise authority. You know, the flesh is probably your greatest enemy because you were born into sin. There was nothing you could do about it. And at some point, and I'm going to suggest just about everyone's life, we have those fleshly desires. And, you know, I've never been a woman, obviously, but uh, as a man, uh, especially a young man, those desires can overrule any sense of logic. <laughs> and it's corrupt. It's not godly. It's it's despising authority. You know it's right to fall in love first, to have good intention with someone, to marry. So it's despising authority because everyone knows that that's right. I don't care what... Even if people in other faiths, they know what's right. Everyone knows the family is the foundation. But uh, Peter continues, and just listen to this this role that he goes on. Especially those who indulge in the flesh of his corrupt passion and despise authority. Reckless, self-centered, they speak abusively. Of angelic majesties without trembling. Angelic majesties. Well, what is that? Well, I, I, well, majesties. That sounds like someone enthroned. An angelic—that's not a description of God. That's a description of angels. So when they speak abusively, angelic majesties, without trembling, they're speaking, in my interpretation, folks, doesn't mean it's right, but it sounds to me that they're giving away that hidden knowledge that was given to them by the kings of this earth, the ones who rule it. And they do it in the face of God with no fear. Because they actually believe that Satan is God. Hard to believe, but they believe it. Now listen to this, because verse 11 Peter goes on to say, Whereas angels who are greater in might and power, and they are, Angels are very powerful beings compared to us in our flesh suits, folks. Mighty and powerful and super smart. They're greater in might and power, but do not bring a demeaning judgment against them before the Lord. So in other words, you know, archangel michael or gabriel are some of the names that we know of the angels they don't go out and speak ha ah, he's condemned and revel in it you know why and if they don't do it we should do it even less because we are not the judge of man or angels We are not the judge. That's why when people teach this dominion stuff, dominionism, it's so dangerous because it's putting you in place of God. It's God's duty to judge. Now, don't confuse my words here. We are called to judge the words of man. We are called to judge doctrine. We are, we are called, we are told to call out false people. But we can't judge the person's soul. We can't judge their heart. We can look and say, ah, it doesn't look good. <laughs> That's true. But we don't know what God's plan in that person's life is. Maybe God will let someone go through Most, like, you know, someone who's just most evidently false and evil is someone like Benny Hinn, in my opinion. You know, he started off his career with necromancy. So what does that tell you? And there's Kundalini all through his church services. It's not about lifting up God. He sells prosperity. It's the definition of a false guy, okay? We don't know if in his last breath, the Lord will save him and say, you know what? You actually fulfilled my purposes, even though it was against me. We don't know. But God is righteous and true, and only God can judge. Again, we have to know the character of God. And and he does not want you to pretend to be God or to think you're going to become God. Don't let these false teachers say, oh, you were made in his image. You become God. No, you don't. You can't. God is the creator. Everything's already created, folks. (laughs) That's just a little antidote, but. Verse 12. But these, like unreasoning animals born as creatures of instinct, To be captured and killed. Hmm. You know, animals just go on instinct. They don't have the intellect and reasoning that we do. And and I think they, you know, they have a lot of qualities. Like they have a nurturing quality. You see a mother with her pups or or whatever it is. Um, They have a lot of great qualities, but they're not like us. They're not made in the image of God. They work just on instinct to be captured and killed using abusive speech where they have no knowledge. Will in the destruction of those creatures also be destroyed? Suffering wrong. So God gave us some promises about protecting us. You know, if your heart is right, if you're really walking on that path and seeking out God, But on the other side, people who do this, you know, with malicious intent to know what they're doing, they'll be suffering the wrong as the wages of doing wrong. They count it as pleasure to revel in the daytime. They are stains and blemishes reveling in their deceptions as they feast with you. Just imagine that. Imagine you're at a, you know, let's say you go to a a regular bricks and mortar church. Could there be a devil in there sitting there speaking highly using all the God words, but then they just slip in that little thing. Well, you should take authority over that. You should find out who's in what demon is over that and take charge of it and cast it out on your own authority, because you're a child of God. Can you imagine you could be sitting at dinner with that? I know a lot of people believe that, and I actually believed it for a little while. But that puts you in the God chair, and uh, (laughs) I'm going to tell you, I believe from the depths of my heart and soul, and in my spirit that uh, God doesn't like that. We have to be very careful. So they feast with you. And, and you got to have to see, it, it says having their eyes full of adultery that never ceases from sin. So they can put on the greatest act, folks. But when they say their eyes full of adultery, you know, it's like they're constantly looking around and thinking of who they can, because they have evil in their hearts, but it's not that obvious to us at all times. Having hearts trained. Did you hear that? Having hearts trained in greed. Well, who trains them? The entire world system trains you. What do you think commercials are? They're training you for greed. They're training you for jealousy, for envy. Oh, I want that. Look what she's wearing. I want that. Look at that truck that they're showing, and that guy looks so cool. I want that. Look how sexy that is. I want that. Did you know, no matter where you are, no matter where you are, and many of you haven't noticed this, did you know that there are temples of mammon all around you? In every community, unless you're really, really rural, you have temples of mammon You know what they are? They're shopping malls. Think about it. What's their goal? It's to sell. And nothing wrong with selling. It's nothing wrong with being a merchant. But they want to sell you on your emotions. They want to bait you in. They want to... And and you know what? Ladies, I'm going to pick you on you and this ain't going to be popular. But I've heard it so many times. I had to buy it. It was on sale. (laughs) I was going to buy it anyways, but I had to buy it now because it was on sale. So I used my credit card, which isn't my money. If you really want something, you can put it into your plan and you can save up for it. And you can even ask God if this is good for me. But if you just buy it on impulse, and I'm guilty of this too, folks. I, I, I'm not throwing the first stone. <laughs> I don't do it often, but when I do it, I do it big. <laughs> so I'm not throwing a stone. But don't be fooled by the deceptive ways of this world. You were trained in greed, and you were born into sin. so the whole world has been training you. Accursed children, abandoning the right way, they have gone astray, having followed the way of Balaam, the son of Beor, who loved the reward of unrighteousness. Satan. What else can you say? I can get it. I don't need to get into the etymology of Balaam and Beor. But he received rebuke for his own refen- offense. For a mute donkey spreading with the human voice restrained the insanity of the prophet. Um, that is a great story. I think I, I want to study it again. I, I got to find it, actually. I know it's in the Old Testament, obviously. Is it in Numbers? I wonder. Maybe someone, if you know where it is, put it in the chat and <laughs> make my life easy um i want to read that story again verse 17 these are springs without water and mis driven by a storm so what good is a spring without water <laughs> it's no good obviously it's dry it's empty Lies, deceit, the world system, it's empty. Nothing you buy will satisfy you. Might for a moment, might be that euphoric moment, but later on, you know, how many people, and I and i know this, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to pick on women, but how many women, I have to have that outfit and then they don't wear it. It just goes in the closet or shoes. <laughs> My wife isn't like this. And neither is my daughter, I gotta say, and I'm and I'm speaking truth here. Um, I'm very fortunate. Now, does she buy stuff on sale? Oh yeah, but not as much clothes. Um or a storm, uh mist driven by a storm. So mist driven by a storm, you're not gonna capture any of that water, it's gonna blow right past you. That's what it's saying for whom the black darkness has been reserved for. For while speaking out arrogant words of no value, they entice by fleshly desires. Have you seen one of these words of faith ministries? Your fleshly desires. They appeal to people who are not rooted In the word, you know, if you just give me a thousand dollars today, the Lord's going to give you 10 times. Yes, I'm hearing it from the Lord. The Lord will give you 10 times. You know why they say that? Because it works. and people just need hope but they put hope in the flesh that you got to understand this is a book talking about spirit it talks about a spiritual the spirit experience of living in a fleshly suit this is all talking about the spirit folks And by indecent behavior, those who barely escape from the ones who live in error. Verse 19, I think, is very, very important and prominent today. Listen to verse 19. Promising them freedom while they themselves are slaves of corruption. There's a lot of promises of uh, this new coming freedom. There's a lot of promises that you're going to get this great income, you know, transference of wealth. Well, these people who are saying that they know this is going to happen and stuff like that. And maybe it will to some extent. But have you ever thought that freedom could actually be enslavement? That that uh, promising, you know, the, the Nasara or whatever, could that be universal basic income? One world order? Could it be? You know, on uh, on Wednesday, if you go to Baby Trump's channel um, on Rumble, I was a guest on Baby Trump's show, and I actually talked about this. It was a show that I had planned for weeks weeks ago, and uh, and it just never made it to the air, uh, as they often don't. But I, I would encourage you to watch the uh, show I did with on um, go on to Rumble. Just search Baby Trump. And then his channel, and uh, it was Wednesday, he puts my name in the description. So they promise freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption because they have corrupt intent. They're getting, a lot of these people are getting rich selling you uh, the promise of freedom, folks. Just like a Benny Hinn would, you know, send me $1,000, God will give you 10000 back. That's a slave of corruption. Verse 20, For if after they have escaped the defilements of the world by the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and are overcome, the last state has become far worse for them Than the first. So what does, what's that saying? Well, it seems really straightforward. If someone actually became born again and gave their lives to Jesus and it was legitimate, they had right intent. But then let's say you're surrounded by wolves and you're, you know, essentially you're the median of the five people around you. If you got mixed up into a, you know, false ministry that's teaching this stuff, you might have been legitimately born again. But if you turned that way towards corruption, towards the spirit of mammon, towards greed, it will be very, very hard for you to break free of that ever again. Now, some of you will say, well, do those people lose their salvation? Remember, We are not the judge. I don't know. Neither do you. No matter how much better at Bible reading you are than me. You don't know. Neither do I. We are not God. But God's word says it will be far harder for them if they're entangled and are overcome and the last state has become worse for them than the first. So greed just will amplify and amplify and amplify, and they'll never be satisfied. And, you know, let me just make a a short point here. You know, you can look at a lot of these, what we call mega pastors, and I think most of you think that they're false. I do too. But most of you might assume that because they have multiple private jets and they live in huge mansions, you might assume that they're happy because they always show up and have a smile on their face. They show up and have a smile on their face because that's part of the con. It doesn't mean they're happy. I would suggest to you, having known many people who have a lot of money uh, without the Lord, they are really miserable because they're trying to protect what they have, and it's never enough, and it's never satisfying that's why many of these people will fall into depravity you know if you were a rich young prince let's say and you could have you know essentially limitless women in your life they're never satisfied and then they eventually will go on and try some gay stuff or something you know because they want they have to do something new something that excites them when i was uh <laughs> you know becoming a a rock star sort of uh, thing or, you know, becoming a, not a rock star, but a a musician that was touring around. My mother warned me exactly those words. She said, you know, if you start playing in that lifestyle, you'll never be satisfied and you'll get worse and worse and worse. And, you know, those words were very wise of my mother. And I thank her for giving me those words. It protected me a lot. So it would be a lot better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn away from the holy command it handed to them. It has happened to them according to the, I love this, the true proverb, a dog returns to its own vomit it's your it's that's that instinct that peter was talking about at the beginning of this chapter it's your fallen instinct you know what i'm uncomfortable with this righteous walk man i, I i'm not satisfied i'm not being entertained like i used to i'm just not as happy uh it's hard so i'm going to go back to my old vomit i did And it goes on a so, which means a pig, after washing, returns to wallowing in the mire. It goes back to the mud because it's instinct. It's born into you. It takes effort to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. How? It, it's... The world tells you it's hard, and and it is hard, but it's not complicated. You know what? My flesh is calling out for this. All you have to do, knowing the difference between right and wrong, all you have to do is willfully choose right. Just make a choice. It's always a choice. And God will help you in it. His promises were right here in this chapter through Peter, who wrote this inspired by the Holy Spirit. Hey, uh, I promised you I'd pray for you. If anyone has... Any prayer requests, uh, quickly, I should have asked for this earlier, Uh, please put them into the chat in caps, and I will be glad to pray for you, and I will do a corporate prayer for every one of you, even those listening on replay. I just, the first comment I see is, uh, they build mansions to separate from people they deceive and jets for a fast getaway. And then, uh, that was, uh, Michelle and then, uh, Katie Q. They can't escape the judgment seat. Yeah, they can't. No jets outrunning God. <laughs> and they will be judged. Make no mistake. Um, Oh, I'm going to be debuting. I'm killing time just looking for a prayer request. I'm just going to give it maybe 10 more seconds, 15 more seconds. Um, I'm going to be debuting a new ending to the show today. And I think you're going to be blessed by it. I really feel the Lord has been hammering this into my head. Now, I'm still going to keep the other one during the Intel shows. I I believe that was God-breathed into me. Believe it or not, I really... Do think that uh, this one the Lord's been hammering into me for a while, and I really feel it's right to do on Sundays from now on. Well, let me just say hi to a few people while we're uh, doing it. Hello, Truth Finder. Hey, Cackle Smack. I know I owe you a, a phone call. It's been a couple weeks. I really apologize. I will give you a call. In fact, I'll even say in the next week. Uh hey Katie Q, Misty River. God bless you, Misty River and Katie Q, you both and a sweet Southern girly who's an admin here. Um Revolutionary Bliss. Great to see you, Michelle 1957. Wendy is here, the transformed miracle of God, she is, uh, as we all are. But Wendy's story is really fresh in my mind. Well, great to see you all. All right, well, I am just going to pray. So I, oh, I do see all caps. Okay, um, I will pray for that, and I will pray. For that, Wendy and Katie. Okay. And and I I always want to preempt these prayers. There is nothing special about me. What I think the power of these prayers on Sundays is that they you have a lot of faithful people that are here live that will pray along with me. And the Lord says, when two or more are gathered, now that doesn't mean you have to find someone to pray with. I pray, well, I'm never alone. I'm with the Lord. But it's even more amplified when more than one prays together. And we have people who are way better at praying than me in this community. So thank the Lord for that. Heavenly Father, I want to lift up Greg, who is having surgery today to combat an infection. Lord, infection is something that comes in as a foreign agent in the body. Lord, our bodies are our temples, and in your temple, evil cannot dwell. Lord, and I don't know where Greg is with you, Lord, but I do know that we, your children, are praying for him. If he's not saved, Lord, I have no specific knowledge, or if we pray that he will be. But, Lord, we do pray this, that you are glorified through that situation with Greg, and that... I can assure comes from the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit only wants to glorify the Lord Jesus and the father. Thank you. Holy spirit glorify, glorify the name of God in Greg's situation. And also Lord, I want to pray for Scott who is having problems with a growth Lord. Lord, these things not only are bad in the physical, but they are bad in our mental perspective. They bring unworry. They bring worry, uncertainty, uh, the fear of the unknown, Lord. Lord, I pray a revelation, first of all, of what it is, And, Lord, that your revelation to him will include that you, God, are in control. That you, God, no matter what, are sovereign over this situation. And, Lord, we do pray the exact same thing, because it is a godly prayer, that, Lord, in Scott's life and for all those around him, that they will see the glory of God, the glory of Jesus, the way, the truth, the life, who is our healer and our redeemer in this situation. And Lord, because I have some knowledge of the environment in which Scott is there, Lord, I really pray for an amplification of your hand upon Scott for many to see. I pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for being here on Sunday. Please keep uh, my situation this afternoon in prayer. And uh, in the meantime, are you ready? Here's the new one. In the meantime, be loved, be blessed, be the Berean, and simply believe.
0: Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on